Welcome to the Weekly Rebound Podcast, back again to break down another week of Legacy League's action. I'm your host, Connor Sauer, joined as always by my co-host over here, Greg Horn. Greg, another loaded week of action. We had primetime matchups taking place on court one and court two. Alongside last night's electric MLB home run derby, I'd say it was a pretty entertaining sports night for us last night. No, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that... um uh, Pete Alonzo, Vlad June, Ronald Acuna, the boys put a sh- on a show. And yep. um, obviously it was a, I wouldn't say good night of action. It was a somewhat sad night of action of Legacy Leagues. Yeah, you know, Greg definitely got to experience some highs and lows last night. Uh, not a great night for the, for the boys he's repping over there, the Flint Tropics. We'll get into all the action. Got a great episode in store for you guys today. We'll be doing the surprise on the rise. We're going to get into the recap from all the games, we're going to do our own power rankings, and of course, what's becoming a fan favorite, all the pick them and the player props to recap the whole thing and uh, you know just put a cap on the episode at the end. So, Greg, starting off with our surprise on the rise, I'm going to let you lead off. Who jumped out and made a good impression on you week six? A uh, surprise on the rise for me is um, someone that interned in the league before. Okay. Uh, and in this, on the season, he's averaging 11.5 per game with three rebounds and an assist. So he's not really um, putting up that gaudy of numbers. He's having a good season, though. Mm-hmm. But that's Brendan Buescher. Mm-hmm. And probably pronounced his name wrong. I'm just going to call him BB because he lit the court up. He was firing his BB gun. That was terrible. <laughs> We're just going to pretend I didn't do that. But regardless, <laughs> my guy BB did his thing. 29 points, five three-pointers dropped, splashing on like the Mississippi. Six rebounds, one steal. I mean, look, <clears throat> if the silly senators can get this from him and other other players start to really just get it on a roll and they can get their three-point shots, like I said, being made more consistently, which is what they needed to do. They did score 71 against Shocker, which is not a bad outing at all. They put in a, a really good effort, and it was really led by Brendan. And, you know, what a breakout performance from 11 on the year to dropping 29 against a team who we think can maybe take the championship home. So all respect to Brendan, and uh, he's my surprise on the rise. What a performance. Yeah, it was definitely a breakout game for Brendan, who you know has been itching to get some, you know, big scoring numbers up there. Uh, you know, whenever you spend a whole season watching the Legacy Leagues um, as an intern like he was in the past, you really, you know, always imagine, like, you know, what could I do playing in this league? And, I'm sure he imagined himself putting up a 25-plus game, and he was able to do it. So shout-out to him. You know, it's always fun going out there and balling like he did. Even though his team came up short, um, definitely a really good game for his personal morale going forward for the season. Definitely is going to give him a little bit of a mojo that maybe he can build on and uh, continue to have strong performances like he did against Shocker this week. Greg, for me, speaking of Shocker City, it was a guy on Shocker City who really jumped out to me, and it wasn't a typical Carmine or Terrell Vargas, uh, you know, a former MVP of those sorts. It was uh, a, a real sleeper on this team. This kid, Devin Luzietti, if I'm not mistaken, Greg, is Devin one of your former teammates as a player in the league? Uh, yeah, yes. So you know Devin Luzietti pretty well. And this kid, uh, you know, he's had some huge scoring games for you in the past. I know when he was one of your primary options. Now he's definitely in a lesser role here, um, riding on this championship team. But Devin Luzietti, 14 points and 14 rebounds, Greg. He was 7-11 from the field. So you know that, you know, he's just being very efficient with the few touches that he's getting. And, you know, going out there and giving them 14 and 14 
um, against a pretty sizable team in the Silly Senders. You know, this was um, a, definitely a strong performance from him. I think he's one of these guys on, on he's kind of like a Mike Slat or Cody DiLonardo where he's a hustle player off the bench. He's going to scrap for rebounds. He's going to play really good defense. He's not never going to complain about his role. He's just going to do his thing. And uh, strong games like this just really jump off the page at me as a guy who might not be a forefront player on his team who can still put up big numbers and have a significant impact on the game. No, yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. You know, playing with Dev, he's one of those guys that just doesn't take a playoff. He's always out there. He's always hustling. He's such a good putback dunker. And, uh, you know, speaking of speaking of uh, a putback dunk, I like to show the uh, people's court. Uh, to track your attention here. What Devin did to this poor fellow on the Silly Senders. Oh, oh, oh. Just a a look at Carmine's sitting here. Carmine's like, oh, no, you're not doing that to them. Yeah. And that's what Devin Luzetti does. He absolutely just – I mean, it's probably going to be laggy, but we'll run it. Yeah, you, you get the gist. If you're watching, you definitely get the gist. That's a big guy kind of chat. That's what, that's what he does, man. That's what Devin Luzetti does. He's he's one of the best rebounders in the league, and he's vital to Shocker City's success. Yeah, definitely a body bag on that play. Um Greg, let's get into these games. We had a really good good week of games. Starting off with this first game of the night was Run TMC versus Flint Tropics. Starting out hot and heavy in this in this night of games, Greg. Run TMC, obviously the two seed who's been chasing the Flint Tropics in that number one spot in our hearts. Um, you know that Joey uh, has been busting our balls on the side, and you know that the Flint Tropics have busted our balls in the past about not being one. So here they go, the number one seed taking on the number two, Greg. And uh, we set this spread at Run TMC as slight underdogs receiving one and a half points against the Flint Tropics. Greg, we both hammered the Flint Tropics in this one and we go home empty-handed as they walk away with a loss, 69 to 74. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get into the numbers, Greg. Reggie Stewart, 28 points. Dominique Langston, 18. Not any other player on TMC hit double figures after that, but they all contributed in their own each in individual ways for Flint Tropics. Uh, they had four scores in double digits, Mike Pizzuto, Nick Japs, Don Migliaro, and Matt Sear. And, um, you know, on the score column, you're going to see Nick Japs, you know, 15 points, not a bad game, second place in his team of scoring behind Mike. But Nick Japs, it, you know, he had a couple late threes in this game, which they needed to keep it close, Greg, right? but he had many other opportunities from deep. As you see, he was three for nine, which is not a terrible night, you know, from the three-point range by no means, 33%. Um, it's definitely a solid game, but he had a lot of open looks in crunch time of this game where I really think he could have given the Flint Tropics, you know, a big momentum swing. And it's sure enough, like, they, they didn't start falling for him until late in that game when they were tailing. So I really think this game was just a couple missed shots away um, from going either way. TJ Gianni didn't really step up to fill that role that they that they needed him to fill in this one. Don Miguel did his best with 13. Matt Sear. Five of six from the field, 10 points. You know, did his thing, seven rebounds um, with a block as well, but just not enough to get over TMC, Greg. <clears throat> no, yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, hats off to TMC. I was wrong. Uh, you guys balled. You guys did your thing from Reggie Stewart to Dom Langston to Paul Miramina and Cody DiLonardo. I mean, Joey, Will, and Kevin, you guys absolutely outplayed and outclassed the Flint Tropics. And, you know, it was a rough game from – you know, really, Ryan Cacciano had a rough night. T.J. Gianni had one of his worst games of the season. He was absolutely nowhere to be found. Someone's got to send an APB for him. Mike Duran did his thing, but, I mean, only four field goals attempted. Maybe you'd like to see him be more aggressive. Same with Matt Sear, five of six. 
maybe he should be getting a few more shots. I mean, but again, like you said, Nick Japs, he did have 15 points, but shooting 33% from the field and the three-point line, it just wasn't a great effort from the Flint Tropics all around. I mean, not really one player on their team had a solid performance. I mean, I guess you could say Matt Sear, but outside of Matt Sear, no one really showed up when they needed someone to step up. I mean, if you look at the box score, excuse me, 23 to 10 second quarter is really the difference here. Yeah. If Flint can keep make it a 23-17, 23-16, 23-19 second quarter, it's a brand new ball game. So honestly, Flint Nation, we'll be back. We just got to regroup. Rome wasn't built in a day. And every great team's got to take an L to learn from it, grow. And we'll be back. We'll see you in the championship. You're 100% right, Greg, with the analysis there. That it was just a bad second quarter. You know what I mean? They started out strong, and I think they got a little bit complacent there. And TMC went on a big run in that second quarter, which, you know, at the time didn't ice the game. But when you look back at it, um, won the game for them in the long run. Uh, Greg, the, the player prop in this game was Mike Slattery, who's been balling recently for a run TMC. We set it at uh, his steals and his blocks at three and a half over under. Uh, Mike Slattery was not there. He's on a vacation, um, if I'm correct, and uh, was not able to to play in this game. So that's going to be a push. Neither of us win, neither of us lose that prop bet. Let's get into the next game. We had the Bricklayers taking on Scott's Tots, um, and uh, Scott's Tots won this game 80-41. to 41. The spread was 18.5. Scott's Tots took that, and, and then some. They covered. Um, who'd you pick in this one, Greg, uh, in, in your uh, pick them on the spread? Uh, Bricklayers. I always go brick. You always go brick. So the brick did not cover for you this one. Um, they covered for me. That's a nice little W. Uh, Scott's Tots, I picked to cover those points. Man, fuck Scott's Tots. <laughs> and they did. Uh, shout out Scott's Tots. I love those boys. Not this week. <laughs> Greg, how you feeling? They laptop chargers out? Like, what was good with that? Nah, they were They can suck. You know what? <laughs> All love Scott's Tots, but it's been a rough week for me. It's been a rough week for Greg. Greg, we got to talk about Scott's closed. Tots. It's yeah, we're me and you were both eating at uh White Castle Wendy's. after the <laughs> after the Flint game, but um, I got called up to the big leagues with the Scott's Tots game, so I'm pretty happy about that. Um, the Raphone brothers, Greg, they, they, they've been balling out recently. In this in this case, it was uh, Noah Raphone who had a huge game, 28 oh. points, 11 for 17. Also added eight rebounds, which led the team, and he's a guard, so that's pretty impressive. Colin Tracy, one of my former surprise on the rise, 20 points on 9-11 shooting. You know, these guys just really took it to a, a reeling bricklayers team. No, yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, Scott Stoss played – a phenomenal game. Noah Raffone had an outstanding outing. I mean, efficiency. Talk about efficiency. 64% of the field and 66 from three. You, that is absolutely incredible. Just the way he was playing was, I mean, perfection. It really was. And then your boy, Colin Tracy, nice little plug with the surprise and the rise there. 20 and seven. Again, efficiency. Kyle, Kyle G. I ain't even going to pronounce your name, my boy. But you, you were balling out like a G. And again, this Scott's team needs to keep playing this way and just figuring out how do we work best. Again, Joseph Carbone, the hell's going on, my man? Three of ten? Three of ten? Are you ever going to shoot over 50%? Like, you were too good. I'm just – I don't know if it's just blocks or he's getting set up wrong, but 
he, he, I feel like he's too good of a player, or maybe the stats are wrong, but I feel like he's the part that's holding Scott's tots back. If he can figure out how to give them a little more efficient scoring, they could be a, a mid-tier team easily. Greg, I love the analysis there. I 100% agree. If uh, if he steps up, Joe Carbone, that this team could be you know definitely a much more competitive team. But I want to get into this player prop bet, Greg. For this game, we set it at total rebounds, 48 and a half. You can call us wizards, Greg. There was 48 rebounds in this game. We set it at 48 and a half. Um, I'm, I went over. I lost by half a goddamn rebound. Um, Greg, I think for some reason you went under here because you were banking on the interns missing stats. I was. And you covered by half the fucking. I told game. you. Shout out my shout out my girl uh, Julia. <laughs> oh my god! Something tells me you went over there and removed the rebound. Shout out you, Julia. Something tells me you're cheating, brother. Maybe I maybe I talked to her before the game and said, just don't go over this number. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me you're cheating over there. So uh, we're tied up over here. Uh, let's get into this next game, Greg. We had Nick Strong taking on. Toon squad and we had this game on paper being a very competitive game four and a half point spread uh we had nick strong favorites we had toon squad the underdogs there receiving the four and a half and nick strong took those points and they said bye bye because we don't need them um 81 to 52 blowout win over toon squad i picked toon squad to cover here for some reason greg i think you took nick strong i'm taking some l's right now um, not really happy about it. Mike Vesicchio balled out 26. Ryan Florentine did his thing with 18. Chris Leak with the best 15 point game I've ever seen in the history of basketball. It just felt like his presence was all over the court. He completely bodied up Chad McCoy. Like I said, I don't know why I didn't pick Nick Strong in this game. What am I doing? Um, Chad McCoy balled 19 points. Um, he led his team with nine rebounds as well. Had a block in there, but. Yeah, this Nick Strong team, though, they're, they're starting to become a force, Greg. Uh, well, you know, look, Nick Strong is one of those teams that a betting man loves. They always seem to cover. They always seem to I do their thing. They, they're one of those teams that, you know, they, they're they really coming into their own. It's really awesome to see. It's like when we saw the Rim Breakers kind of step up to a next level. We're kind of seeing that with Nick Strong. The way Chris Leak has fit into this team is amazing. Michael and Amphisicchio were really starting to play more efficient. They only took seven combined threes. They used to take like 16 in a game together. So it's just they're figuring out how to play in this league. They're playing smarter basketball. Everyone on their team is having career seasons. Ryan Florentine is one of the most underrated players in this league. And then for, as, for, as, as far as it goes for Toon Squad, excuse me, um, Chad McCoy and Jaden Battle really just do it all for this team. I mean, Jordan Jones had a good shooting game, but outside of those three, they just do not get much. And going forward, if Toon Squad was going to want to compete at a high level, they're going to have to get more from their other players. Yeah, you know, it was a tough game for Jaden Battle, Greg. You know, only yeah. 10 points. Took 14 shots. You know, we just looked at a guy like Devin Luzietti who had 14 points on 11 shots. You know what I'm saying? So it's about being efficient with your looks. And there's a guy like Jaden Battle who's relied on so heavily in terms of his offensive production for this team. You got to get more out of him. He's got to be a star player at all times. And not only, you know, in the scoring column, but in the field goal percentage column. He has to be efficient with his touches. Kind of like, you know, 
like the Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, in, in, in the past when they were at their best is when Russell Westbrook's playing at his best. And when he's, you know, not efficient with those looks, that's typically when they lose. I feel like Jaden battles that type of role uh, for this Toon Squad team. They're going to go as he goes and he has to play better. So um, with with his performances like we've seen in the past, if he can just get back to that level of play against some of these top tier teams, they'll be much more competitive. They'll be in these games. Um you know, if he just plays at the level that we know he's capable of. Um, Greg, let's look at the player prop in this one. Our boy, Tavar Pierce, Geo Dude, as you used to call him in the past. Um, we set it his three pointers, made threes, over under at one and a half. I hammered the under, you hammered the over. Tavar, zero made threes. GG, Greg. So we're, we're, we're catching up on you over here. Got the camera on you, the, the, the look of shame. Disgust, pain, anguish. Saw there and Greg Horn. Yeah, pretend that's a henny shot, even though it's just Gatorade this time, folks. We're we're, we're lucky. All right, there it is. Restaurant couldn't afford the henny. Restaurant couldn't afford the henny this week. They went bankrupt. Uh, Greg, let's get into the next one, buddy. We had Silly Sender, Shocker City. We talked about this game in our Surprise on the Rise segment. Shocker City with the nice win, 117 to 70 and they were uh, minus 31 and a half point favorites and they covered um i chose them to cover so i'm pretty happy about that i wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if you chose them too good but you might have taken the points so that's a nice point total but shocker covers david armstrong 26 points greg listen to this stat line 26 points on 13 of 16 shooting he had 13 rebounds five of them offensive rebounds and then he had eight blocks like that might be one of the most gaudy stat lines of the year. Jason Hernandez, he's back. He's balling better than ever. Nine of seventeen. He was five eleven from deep. Twenty five points with five rebounds and a couple of dimes in there as well. And Carmine just being himself. Ty Austin had a really nice game with seventeen. We talked about Devin Luzietti. Uh, Devon Pratt must have just been screwing around the whole time. He was one for fifteen from three point range. I have no idea what the hell that is. Chris Rosinski. Did his best to get some points up in there. Two for 13. Not a typical uh, night for Chris Rosinski, who uh, normally when Chris gets 13, you're, you're seeing at least 10 points from Chris, right, Greg? Yeah. Yeah? Is there any sarcasm there? <sighs> Look, Rosinski, come on. Oh, no. <laughs> come on. Although I will say, he hit as many threes as Pratt did. That's what Chris is going to – yeah, that's what Chris hangs his hat on. As long as he's doing better than Pratt, Chris is happy. Um, but yeah, uh, silly senders, Greg Brennan. We already talked about him a surprise on the rise 29 points. Um, banged a couple threes, five of them, 14 attempts, six rebounds. Brendan Carey, dude, you got to be better. This dude has some had had some nice nights in the legacy leagues where he's been on top of his team and scoring and you know was contributing in all departments of the game positively. He was six for 26 in this one, he was one for 14 from deep. He pulled a Pratt. He's looking like Rosinski. <laughs> He's looking like Rosinski. No. Oh shit. Um, yeah, you just like it's it's the same thing with you know what we were talking about with Jaden Battle. When you're one of the better players on your team, you got to step up and be one of your better players on your team. And if you don't, yep. you're gonna get blown out like you see in this game, Greg. Um, player prop in this one: Carmine Santarelli's field goal attempts at 15 and a half. Field goal attempts in the game. Let's check it out. Carmine, oh my God, Greg, we are wizards. We're wizards. He had 15 attempts. That's unbelievable, dude. 
We set it at 15 and a half. I went under. I drew, let's go. Greg, I don't know what you did, but for some reason, I, I feel like it was an over. I went over. That's crazy. I feel like it was an over. Unbelievable. Oh, man. my God. So I cover by half. What a fucking win, baby. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, let's get into the uh, the last game of the night. Run TMC or Sportsbook, a very competitive game. Um, yeah, this one, bro. Oh wait, I'm sorry, Greg. I'm on the wrong game. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at Sportsbook's last week's game. That was a really bad mistake. Redeem team for Sportsbook. I knew it was a really good game. Um, 78 to 77. Redeem team wins. We set the spread at this one. Redeem team minus four and a half. Sportsbook plus four and a half. I hit sports look, taking those points and those points covered. I'm very happy about that. Um, sports look, definitely a very, very good game. They had control on this one for a, a long way. They had control on this game late, Greg. Questionable foul call at the end led to a couple of Eric Singleton free throws with five seconds left in the game. Sports look had the ball. A little bit of craziness on the check in pass um, down to. And uh, actually, I think Eric Singleton missed the free throw, right? He missed his second free throw. It was a scramble for the ball. Matt Marconi gets it. There's I have it if you want me to bring it up. Three seconds left, and Marconi pulls a half-court shot with three seconds left and multiple offensive players. Yeah, so you'll see the play here. Oh, do we want the Marconi? This is the foul. Yeah, we don't want the foul. We want to see the last play if possible. Okay. Um, you don't have it. I, I'd have to. You have to give me. I'm giving him a second here, but you, you, I'll set it up for you guys. Um, I'm pretty sure Eric Singleton goes to the goes to the free throw line after the foul, which we're talking about. There's five seconds left in the game. The clock is stopped. He makes the first one. Pretty sure he misses the second one. Fight for the rebound. Sportsla gets it. There's three seconds left. Matt Marconi had the picked up that ball and was at half court. I think Francis Torres is down there at the three-point line. Yeah, uh, multiple guys ahead of him, <laughs> excuse me, who he could have passed to, but instead settled for a, a hoist at half court, which didn't drop. Trying to find it for the the viewing pleasure. If you want to, uh, if you want to, uh, you know, you know. Honestly, I'm not gonna. Be my throat over here. Greg can't really help me out, but uh, yeah, there was uh definitely time for Matt Marconi to get that ball up court and get a better shot. Um, unfortunately, settle for basically an unmake. Oh, I got it. So let me see it, Greg. It, it set it set it up for the people. Is it how, – how exactly did the play go according to the, the replay that was right in front of you? Well, you know, um, first, Matt Marconi is one of the better players in Lakers League history. He's, um, he's decorated, as we like to say. Um, and he's, he's, he's very accustomed to hitting game winners. Um, he hit a big one before in the playoffs. It was a very big one. But, um, yeah, where – there it is. 
So as you can see here, so Eric Singleton, of course, like Connor said, this is the free throw. You see Jeff Norco gets the ball. Singleton almost, I mean, right there. That's almost a, that's almost a steal for Eric Singleton right there. But then Norco gets it right to Marconi. All right, so at this point, there's about three seconds left in the game. There's another angle of this clip, but I, I'll find it in a little. He just pulls immediately from half court. Like, look, you can even see. There's two seconds right there. I'm look, like, yeah, yeah there's 1.6 1. 1. seconds left still. And oh, you can I'll, hear him say a choice word. No, I, and no that, that was um, – uh, yeah, that might have been Marconi actually, but you know what? Noah's and choice words was Dan Kokoros after yep. that game was not happy and was not afraid to to ex express his frustration directly to Matt Marconi, um, explicitly saying, "Yo, what the f was that?" Um, with no hesitation to his voice at all, just a direct stare to Matt, who didn't even turn to look at Dan. I don't think it was out of disrespect. I think it was just out of him knowing, like, "Damn, I just kind of screwed us." and you know, it's tough. You know, it's, it's it's tough because for Matt, he has such a phenomenal game. He had an unbelievable game that maybe you can even make the argument they wouldn't even have been in if it weren't for his heroics down the stretch. An unbelievable post fade to tie it up um, late in that game. Um, just was making clutch shot after clutch shot. And, you know, when it when it comes down to it, you can't put the game on him. It comes down to obviously one final play, but there are obviously a whole string of plays throughout the game that could have went either way and changed the outcome. So putting it all on Matt isn't fair. But uh, when it's the final shot of the game, and you, and you really don't get a good opportunity because of you know a lack of awareness, I would get. I guess you can say in that particular circumstance, uh, it it it's definitely going to fall somewhat on his shoulders. You know that's just the way that the game is. Just the way the game is. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. But um, definitely, it's 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 just a typical basketball situation where, you know, I'm sure the guys on the other side, like Redeem, were like very grateful that that happened. They're feeling very lucky, and uh, of course, sports look feeling um, definitely more on the disappointed end. No, yeah, I agree. Um, look, sports look. I expect them to bounce back big. They're a great team. They're uh, they're really a phenomenal team. Jeff Norco is one of the best players in the lane in the league. Dan's playing great this season. Um, and they, they'll just bounce back, you know, they just got to take the L and just roll with it. And they'll be getting, they'll be getting wins soon. They're too talented of a team. And, you know, it's in a one point game, it's really just a game of, like you said, a few possessions can change everything. And for sports look, it was just a few calls, a few possessions here and there that might've just not gone their way. And that ended up really being the outcome. I want to know what's going on, Brian Acevedo, Greg, because he was not out there on the court for long stretches of time during the fourth quarter. Um, having one of his better games of the year and 17 points and only 13 shot attempts. Normally you see Acevedo put up high scoring numbers um, on slightly less than efficient lines, but um, very efficient in this game, 17 points. And uh, I saw John Sergios was out there late in the game and banged a super clutch three for sports look to tie it up very late. And uh, it, you wonder why Brian Acevedo wasn't out there instead of John Zervos, who at that time had six points on only six shot attempts that game, was out there when they needed a big three and somehow still hit it despite not having a ton of shots that game. Maybe didn't have, wasn't in full rhythm like a guy like Acevedo, but 
I, I still want to see more Acevedo because we've seen him be a, a true superstar at times in this league. And if he's going, they got to feed him the rock. I feel like he could have been a maybe a pivotal player down the stretch in this one on a night where Jeff Norco was not his typical self on offense, only contributing four points scoring. But Acevedo, I think, was a guy that could, could give this team those three balls that they need and push this team over the top. No, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that Acevedo scoring – his impact on the game is, is he makes you work on defense no matter what. And I think that really is something. And I think he's one of sports looks better scorers. And maybe he was just tired and maybe it was just a rotation thing. But they'll work the kinks out and I think they'll be good. But again, like you said, his impact on the game is just so much. And especially in a game this close, he could have gave you maybe a few buckets here or there, maybe a three or a mid-range J, something that gives them a little boost in this one-point game. Yep. And uh, speaking of one points, Greg, um, the player prop in this one was Jeff Norco's assist. We set mm -hmm. it up four and a half. I don't know what you did. I went under in this one, and he had three. So a one and a half cover there. Um, Greg looks pretty pissed for some reason. Greg looks like he picked the over there. <laughs> uh, these, these, these player props have been good because they're all falling right in range of what, what it's set at. And me and Greg are typically on opposite ends, so creates for some entertaining wins and losses. Uh, Greg's holding some L's, though, it looks like, in the later half of the recap. Um, so we're, Greg's going to have to go back. It's his job. He re-listens to parts of the episode. He gets all the picks. He records them, and we'll be, we'll be updating you guys throughout the season as we go. Uh, maybe get an update for you guys next week. And tell Greg to stop being lazy. Tweet at him. Do what you got to do. Kick him in the butt when you see him at Legacy. Um but Greg, let's get into the power rankings, my guy. Um, a little bit of movement this week. Um, let's start at the bottom where there's not too much movement. I'll let you kick it off. Yeah, so uh, my guys, the bricklayers, baby. They'll be at 10. They'll probably be there for a while, but keep fighting, guys. Keep fighting. Like Jimmy V used to say, survive in advance. Survive in advance. Everybody makes the playoffs. So just uh, just keep having fun. Keep chugging. Try to get a win against uh, some of these teams like that are ranked around them, like the Philly Senders at number nine, who are one and five. Um, definitely not a terrible week against Shocker City. Um, they didn't cover the spread, which we set, but at the end of the day, um, you know, it's it's a tough time going up against Shocker, especially when Shocker is trying to completely, you know, revamp their their whole mo their whole meadow, well, their whole meadow. To say their whole memo going into this, you know, little stretch of games here. Not having a strong start, they're coming out firing in the second half, and anybody that gets in their way, they take them out. So, silly settings at nine. Greg, who's the eight? Um, tune squad. Uh, excuse me, Scott's Tots is eight. Um, you know they're fighting, they're doing their best, but um, you know I think they're again they're just finding another team finding their footing in this league, trying to figure out what works, what doesn't, and you know the Rafone brothers are playing well. And again, they're just figuring it out. And come playoff time, they should be trending in the right direction to maybe get an upset in the first round. At seven, Greg, a team that's uh, been uh, stuck here in this, I think, seven spot all year, if I'm not mistaken. They might have dropped one or two, but Toon Squad, two and four, not a good week this week. A week where we had them being a really competitive game with Nick Strong. They just got completely blown out. And uh, it's tough to, tough to move them up after. Um, a performance like that, so they'll be sitting down here at the seventh spot. But definitely a team that has upside when they when they're right. Um, at six, Greg, who do we got? Sports look, uh, they've moved down, um, and you know, they, they just you know they lost three in a row, 
and they're 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 really they're they're struggling right now. But it's one of those things that they just got to keep put pedal to the metal, keep grinding. They're too talented of a team, and they're too they're just too good of a team. Like it's they have the talent, they have the players. They're they're going to figure it out. It's not like they lose these like they lost the game by one point. They lose the game by four points. Lose the game by eight. They're right in these games, and they're going to put it together. Jeff Norco is going to have a bounce back game next week, and I expect Sportsbook to be moving up in the ranks again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll get into uh, a little bit of Jeff Norco action coming up later in the episode. Um, Greg, at five, we got Nick Strong, who makes a little jump here uh, over Sportsbook, and uh, these guys are matching up next week. So these two teams with We'll battle it out for these five and six spots. Um, but at the moment, Nick Strong just won three straight. Sports look lost three straight. So that explains a little jump there. Nick Strong is playing great basketball. Now they're considered a top five team in the league, Greg, just like that. Yeah. I mean, look, Nick Strong is one of our podcast's favorite teams. We are uh, big fans of Nick Strong. So, yeah, couldn't agree more. Greg, who do we got at number four, my dude? Um, Shocker City. Uh, Shocker City is at number four, and, um, you know, they're probably going to be here for a while unless Redeem or Flint take a big loss. Yeah, Redeem at number three, uh, four and two. A nice win this week over Sports Look. Scra- scratched it out late, um, but, you know, that's a gritty win. They had a lot of guys that showed up finally for them, and, and having that depth and that versatility down the stretch um, paid dividends for them. So, a nice win. Uh, for redeemed team set at number three, Greg, and your boys at your boys at Flint at number two after the loss to TMC was obviously sitting at number one, Greg. Any final thoughts on these power rankings and the movement at the top uh, in the middle there um, for this week? Not really. Um, I'm excited to see Shocker City and Redeem play. I'm excited to see Flint and Redeem play. So, uh, I, excuse me, they've already played, but I'm excuse. I'm excited to see TMC and Redeem play. So it's, it's going to be a, f- a few good weeks coming up because we can see these rankings change a lot, especially in the top five. Mm-hmm. 100%. Greg, um, let's, let's get into what's trying to become actually my favorite segment of the show. I'm not going to be afraid to say it. The, uh, the preview, preview with the, with, with the props and all these pickums and the spreads. Um, as a betting man, I, I got to be uh, guilty as charged here that this is, this is what I live for right now. Uh, Shocker City versus Redeem Team. This is a great game to start off the week for us, Greg. Shocker City is going to be favorites here, despite being slightly below Redeem Team on our power rankings. Kind of going against the going against the grain here. Shocker City is going to be the favorites, giving three and a half points to Redeem Team in this one, Greg. Who do you like on that spread? You know what? Shocker City hates me no matter what. I'm going Redeem. Greg's going redeem team. Well, you know, if Chris gets on you, Greg, your easy cop out they can always say is, "Oh, I still think you guys are going to win. I'm just picking them to cover." So I yep. know to pull that one. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to go Shocker City to cover here. Uh, that's kind of a slap in the face to one of my favorite players in the league and my guy Melquan. Um, obviously, Eddie, good friend of us on the pod, uh, Eric Singleton, longtime listener. You know. It's uh, a ton of guys who I love on this redeem. Yep. The list goes on and on. Dustin Simmons, Dante Abate. I like all these guys, but I, I just think Shocker City right now is, is really on a mission to you know kind of just change the narrative on their season. Not going to have this disappointing year. I think they're trying to really rewrite the script and turn this into 
you know, a second half comeback where they're just going to return to the soccer city that we know and love. And I'm thinking that they're going to win this game probably less than five, but I, I still think that uh, it's plausible that they can cover that spread. So I'm picking soccer city in here, Greg. Uh, for the player prop, we have Dave, Dave Armstrong, who's been going off at eight blocks last week against a, you know, a better team like Redeem team. We're going to set an over-under on Dave Armstrong's blocks at two and a half, Greg. I'm personally going to go under there. I think he'll probably have two exactly, to be honest. I'm going over. He's getting five. Love it. So we're on opposite ends here. And that's going to close it up on the Shocker City versus Redeem Team game. Let's get into the next one, Greg. Toon Squad versus the Bricklayers. We have Toon Squad minus 35 and a half point favorites versus the Bricklayers. Um, I'm personally going to pick Toon Squad to cover the spread, Greg. Bricklayer Nation, baby. We getting it. First dub of the – no, but still. I think they're going to cover. Cover the 35 and a half. Greg is rocking out with the Bricklayers. I love it. He's on the Brick bandwagon. Um, in this one, Greg, another over-under. We're taking it on Chad McCoy and Jaden Battles combined points, setting it at 52 and a half points. Um I'm going to go over here. I think that they're going to go over the total of 52 and a half combined. I agree. Over. I think you should call your bookie and bet your wife's wedding ring on the over. <laughs> they're going to be too much, too athletic, too much to handle. Yeah, I think that they're just a physical force. Um, Chad McCoy, Jaden Battle together. That's a dominant duo. So we'll yep. see uh, if they can uh, – Cover that one for us, Greg. Sportsbook versus Nick Strong in the next game. Two of the more physical teams in the league, two of the more experienced, two of the, the older teams in the league. These guys are going to match up um, really, really well against one another. It's going to provide for some entertaining basketball. We almost had this game at as, as a direct pick em, but we're end up going to give Nick Strong the very slight edge at minus one and a half points, giving Sportsbook the one and a half Um Dude, Nick Strong is just a betting man's team. Even though I picked Sportsbook last week, getting those points and they covered barely. Uh, Nick Strong burned me because I didn't pick them. So I'm gonna go with Nick Strong this week. I agree. I think Nick Strong's too hot right now. I just think they're just rolling. Confidence is high, and they're one of those teams that let's just like Flint last year. When the confidence is that high, everything's just going right for you. Absolutely. And uh, I, we were talking about Chris Leak. He just just. It, I just love this team having Chris League. It just fits so well. They're playing so good. So taking Nick Strong against, you know, our guy Jeff Norco. But speaking of Jeff Norco, we have a head-to-head points prop in this game, Greg. We're going to do Mike Besticchio versus Jeff Norco. Points scored. Who's going to score more than the other? Um, picking, obviously, one guy from either team. You got Mike Besticchio versus Jeff Norco. This was a really tough one. But I think Jeff Norco is going to have more of an offensive role for his team in this game. I'm picking Jeff Norco, uh, but it, this one's really hard for me. This one's really close. Yeah, I think Jeff Norco's about to eat. I think he's going to have a bounce back game. He's going to about to drop 30 plus, maybe eight boards, a few blocks, like six assists, two steals, and maybe a dub. Maybe a dub. But yeah, so you're rocking with Jeff Norco with me in this one um, over Mike Vesicchio. Uh, but. Nonetheless, I can see Mike hitting some threes and really screwing this one up for us. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, but then again, I picked Nick Strong, so I still need Mike the ball. So I'm kind of on opposite ends here uh, with my picks on that game. Not being a good better, but you know what? It is what it is. 
the next game, grab the Flint Tropics taking on Silly Senders. I don't even have to ask you who you're picking. Flint Tropics minus 27 and a half points. I'm taking them to cover this one as well. Yep. Um, player prop in this one, Greg? Who's going to be the Flint Tropics' second highest scorer? For me, I'm saying it's Nick Japs. All right. I'm going to go Mike Duran. I think he has a bounce back game. I think he plays more aggressive, and I think he's about to drop 20 plus. See, the interesting one with this with this bet is, you know, sometimes, like we saw, I think, two weeks ago, where Mike was, like, just a schmidge below somebody in scoring, and Mike ended up being the second highest scorer. Actually, yeah. You know what? I'm going Mike Pizzuto. Mike Duran's going to lead the lead the team in scoring. Wow, a bold pick. So, Mike Pizzuto, you have as, as Flint's second highest scorer. You better eat. The Sanders. It's like we eating doves again. Restaurant back open. I'm personally thinking that Mike's going to be number one, Mike Rizzuto, that is, and Nick Japs will be number two. I think Mike Jones should be like right there at three, probably screw this up and probably take that two spot. But um, all right, so I like it. Rizzuto versus Nick Japs is the second highest scorer for me and Greg. Um, and the last one, Greg, the last recap of the night, Scott's Tots versus Run TMC. Run TMC minus 26 and a half point favorites going up against the dogs of Scott's plus 26 and a half. I'm taking run TMC to cover. Yep. No debate. TMC, I think is just on a roll. Like I said, they're like Nick Strong. They're too hot right now. Reggie Stewart's coming in his own. Don Langston's fitting perfectly. And this team is going to absolutely steamroll Scott's tots. It's just wrong place, wrong time for Scott's tots. I feel bad. You've been on Scott's tops this episode, this <laughs> four guys. Uh, the over-under on this one for the player prop, Greg. Joey and Reggie Stewart. Joey Zocco, the commish, and Reggie Stewart. We're going to count their combined threes, set an over-under at seven and a half combined threes for Joey and Reggie. Um, you know, I, I'm going over here. I think that Reggie has, you know, in the four to five range, I think Joey's going to get at least three. Um, I'm going over here. I agree. I think that, again, like I said, I think TMC is just too hot. I mean, look, I I know I've been hard on Scott's Tots. I, I think they're a good team. I just think it's wrong place, wrong time. Reggie's playing well. Kevin Blake's playing well. Slat will be back. This team is too hot and is a well-oiled machine. They're the best team in the league right now, no debate, and they're coming. And I don't want to let the cat out the bag, but um... – Joey Zacco has a, if I'm not mistaken, is this week or maybe in one of the upcoming weeks, Joey Zacco has a guest appearance um, on the way for his team. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. It might be next week, um, but we'll see. Uh, Joey Zacco and Reggie Stewart combined three, seven and a half, and that one we're both going over. Greg, it's going to wrap it up for another episode here on the Summer 19 Pod. My man, it's been a pleasure. Any final words for the listeners at home? Yeah, Flint fucking nation. We coming. Fuck y'all. <laughs> oh, God. All right, thank you to everybody for tuning in. We will be back next week. Be sure to drop a follow on the pod on Twitter, at Weekly Rebound. Tune in to the audio version on SoundCloud as well. Stay up to date with all of our action and uh, all those legacy movies. Fred, Pickums, Pops, everything. So thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week.